What's up guys? Welcome to another episode of Even More About Nothing. I am one of your hosts on this show, Rafiki. Um, light table, but still a great episode we have for you. So, to my left we have... What's going on internet? I have a very long and complicated name for the purposes of simplification and the transitive property of multiplication and addition, I go by the name of Mookie. If you can't tell, I'm so tired of school. <laughs> Listen, <laughs> I've got approximately 52 hours until I'm a college graduate. I have never wanted to avoid something so much in my life, yet get it done at the same time so much. Like, the only reason I want to avoid it is because I just don't want to study for finals. But I also just want finals to not exist. Other than that, hi, how are you doing? Been a while. What's going on, man? I'm trying to think of, like, a song that correlated with that. I was going to respond with that, but I can't think of it, so we're just going to hop straight into it. What's up, guys? Um, I approximately have seven days, five hours, 38 minutes, and 20 seconds, 19, gang, gang, gang. 18, gang, gang. until I graduate. Yeah. And I'm in the same boat. So I had like two projects due this past week. Once I got those done, I don't care about anything. <laughs> Yo, I turned in my final paper. It was due at 8 a.m. I turned it at 5.56 on Tuesday morning. It was by the grace of God and all the heavenly forces that exist in this universe that I managed to get up out of my bed and go to school for three more days after that. Because I'm like, listen, I don't have to be in class. We're not doing anything important. Finals aren't until Monday. Well, no, the thing is, why like, do I have to be here? Well, the thing is, is like, I still have three tests and two papers to turn in. Oh, that's trash. But I was only worried about those two projects, and now that they're done, I'm just like, y'all are lucky if I turn in half a page at this point. <laughs> I need a two thousand. You mean two word? <laughs> I need a two thousand. I guess I'm, like I can give you two. I'm done. <laughs> I can give you two hundred words. Maybe I'm done repeating. <laughs> <laughs> control copy, control paste, control paste, control paste. Oh, man. But, yeah, no. We're going to be college graduates, and then we're going to be homeless because, you know, we don't have jobs. You speak for yourself. Mm-hmm. He got a job. That's mm-hmm. true. I'm going to be homeless because I don't have a job. <laughs> we do have a job. This is our job. I'll be homeless because I don't have a job. <laughs> Yet. Go support the podcast. Make sure I'm not coming back slash white noise. Coming soon, though, on the real. Mm-hmm. But uh, moving on from that, what you got for us? Um, we can review, which obviously you guys have kind of done. The question is, have you guys done anything else besides study? Lay in bed. <laughs> Lack of laying in bed. <laughs> That's what I'm telling you. As soon as I turn in that paper, the most... Time I spent doing anything besides just like existing, laying in bed. I spent probably like of the seventy-two hours since I turned in that paper, fifty-six of those two hours laying in some sort of bed or sleeping position on the couch, <laughs> slept on the floor in my own room. Didn't even have the energy to get into bed. I just laid on the floor after doing laundry. Just went to bed. Just slept on the floor. Jeez. Um, I mean. 
people are always just like, what are you going to do with your free time? And like, I already know what I'm going to do with my free time. <laughs> Sleep. <laughs> and work on some other stuff that I haven't been able to. I had the luxury of time to push out. So, yeah, I've, I mean, there's been nothing else going on in my life besides school. Oh, okay. Well, as you guys can hear, it's soon coming to an end for the both of them. For me, it's just kind of been working, work, and uh, you know, take care of some stuff on the back end for, for the company. Little here, little there. Nothing spectacular. I think we're just all kind of waiting for the holidays uh, to come around and relax a little bit, hang out with friends and family, and, and enjoy ourselves. Wait a minute. I completely forgot about this. So yesterday... I'm glad this like this does count as a week. But yesterday I was going to a Christmas party, right? Yeah. And I was like, well, crap. It's a white elephant gift exchange, of course. So we had ugly Christmas sweater. Dude, first of all, mine was like those retro Bill Cosby like knitted sweaters in the pattern. So it was like red, white, yellow with a little bit of green. But it had like fuzzy sloths on the front of it, like on a Christmas tree. But that's besides the point. So I was like, well, crap, I need to bring something because uh, it's like, okay, provide the food, just like bring a side or something like that or a yeah. snack. And I was like, well, crap, what am I going to do? So I hop over at the store real quick, uh, get some pretzels because he doesn't like pretzels to like dip in chocolate or whatever. Um, and as I'm checking out, first of all, there's one cashier. That already sucks because it's Friday evening. People are there, like, getting groceries and stuff. So the line's kind of backed up, and I was like, ah, whatever. Minor annoyance. And then all of a sudden, as I'm waiting in line, two cops walk in the door. <laughs> and I was just, and so I didn't notice it immediately. All of a sudden, they're stopping people as they're walking out of the door, asking them to empty their bags. <laughs> and I was like, wait a minute. <laughs> what? <laughs> and so there's a guy slightly drunk. No, very drunk. <laughs> Who's in there? And so then one of the cops is like, hey, can I have a step over here? And he like, he's searching him. And I'm just like, this is wild. What's going on? And so as he's searching him, he's like, man, I ain't got nothing on me. I mean, I might be drunk, but I ain't stealing. <laughs> and so as that's happening, uh, he was with his lady or whatever. She was checking out. And he's like, he's like, yeah, he might be drunk, but I'm, it's like he's not driving. That's just dumb. And so apparently one of the employees had called the cops thinking someone was shoplifting. And so the cops show up. And so then all of a sudden this employee is nowhere to be seen. <laughs> and so off to the back room. I'm going to break. And so then uh, one of the, the managers was talking to the other cashier. He's like, hey, uh, where's so-and-so at? And he's like, I've seen him go to the back. He's like, all right, yeah, I'll, I'll bring him out here. We'll get this sorted out. And so she goes to the back. She comes out. Where did you say he was? He's in the back. Well, he ain't back there. <laughs> <laughs> and, and all the time, I'm just sitting there like, what? It's like, can I? I'm just I'm just trying to buy some pretzels. <laughs> I'm not shoplifting. And so, and the thing is, like, there are only two cops inside. So after I finally got checked out uh, and I was walking out the door. I just look, I see cop car to my left, cop car to my right, a little bit past the cop car to my right, three more cop cars. And I was like, whoa. Damn it! Oh, I'm us on that one. Right. It's a shoplift thing. Right. Right. Where was this again? What was this again? No, this was uh, locally here. I'm not going to say where because I'll need y'all finding us. Well, okay. I can. I can. What? Oh. No. 
Yeah. That way. No. Yeah, yeah, that way. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, but yeah, so that was that was uh, all before Christmas party, so that was fun. Yeah. And on that note. Oh man. Yeah, I got nothing. That, the only excitement happened within the last twenty four hours. Uh I mean, there was excitement and some crazy stuff at work, but some of it wasn't is not safe for the podcast, so we'll <laughs> leave that for later. That sounds like a good podcast name. Not safe for the podcast. <laughs> Trademark. You can't take it from us. Uh fight me. Intellectual property. Yeah. We got the we got the receipts. However, we did have someone quit at work because they weren't able to uh, to handle it. That was interesting. They didn't even make it a week. But, you know, never mind. I'm not going to say that. It's not safe for the podcast. <laughs> Tune in for the year-end blooper reel one day. <laughs> we do need to do that. Just like a disclaimer, like blooper reel, just an hour, an hour-long episode of all the things we can't say on podcasts. All the things we shouldn't say. All the things we probably shouldn't put into the public, but you know, whatever. Anything for the fans. But uh, yeah, let's get it rolling. Nope, nope, not anything. Not anything. Almost anything. There is a hard line. (laughs) There is a hard line that we will not cross. Mookie might, I won't. I I definitely won't. I'm just saying, like, give give the people what they want when it's appropriate and doable. I said when it's appropriate. All right, and, that, that, and, that's and under budget. See, you can only say, you know, I'm not, even, I'm not even going with you. No, <laughs> no. What's on top for today, Rafiki? So, um, quite a few things have happened this week. We'll just kind of break them down one, uh, one by one. But one of the big things is kind of around the corner. We've talked about it once before, but it's almost done, almost here. Disney and Fox getting those final deals hashed out. Word is that it should be done by Christmas. Um, and the main reason, obviously, for doing this, which a lot of people kind of know, at least for, for Disney, is to bring some of those Marvel properties back under one umbrella. Which can be good. Which actually is really good because they haven't really had a fully successful series in a very long time with some of the Marvel properties. But... With this kind of now being the final details that they're hashing out, how do you guys feel about it? What are some positives to you guys with this happening? Um, well, because of the transitive property of any sort of math function, that means we can actually get X-Men and Avengers in a movie, potentially. Potentially, yeah. Which is, for me, like... The ultimate dream is, like, a complete Avengers, which is, like, if you don't know, since the movies have been kind of butchering, Wolverine is one of the original Avengers. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Avengers 2, because Captain America yeah, you're right. later. Yeah. Like, so Wolverine is an Avenger. You haven't seen him anywhere near any of the Avengers on TV series. Um, so, to get uh, Wolverine on screen with Hulk, because that's... Another huge series. That's another aspect. Yeah. That's a huge series we could possibly get. So Wolverine, Wolverine versus Hulk. Um, there's just a lot more cross pollination that Marvel does that can finally come to the big screen. Uh, that I think would be good. Um, for me, the reason I'm skeptical and the reason I'm a little bit like, ah, Disney's amazing, but slow down, is 
I'm terrified of what this means for availability of content for everyone else. And I mean that with Disney now wanting to go the route of having their own streaming services, uh, that would make, for anyone who's a huge Marvel fan, a minimum of three services you need to like subscribe to. Not to mention Netflix is already raising their price this year. Hulu, which you got to pay $12 because, you know, ads are trash. Um, and then this new Disney thing. Uh, Disney just recently agreed to leave the like Marvel's Netflix exclusives, so Daredevil, Defenders, uh, Jessica Jones, and Power Man, aka Luke Cage, on Netflix. Uh, the original plan was to take those off Netflix and put them on there, but um, Netflix still has a lot of clout in this business, and they kind of funded those projects, from my understanding. So I guess it would have been a, a big lawsuit. Not to mention, there was a lot of like fan pushback against that idea so thankfully those are going to remain on there we don't know if hulu's runaways are going to remain on hulu we'll see what happens with that um but yeah i'm a little like i'm happy for the potential of content i'm a little scared at the availability of that potential content that's how i feel about it so um as far as let's stick with for the x-men property for right now because obviously they've established a certain world or a certain um, universe within Fox. Now, now that they're crossing over, do they recast? They burn everything to the ground. Burn everything to the ground. Fox has trashed most of those properties besides Logan. And Dimple. Yeah. You like honest, realistically speaking, yeah. Like, but then, but then again, technically, like that, Fox never really like exactly. Was, Fox didn't really <laughs> green like that. Like, well, they greenlit it to allow it to happen, but they really they they, they were against it. Yeah, they were against it, and they were very hands off. They're like, if this fails, had nothing to do with us, and they just started making money. Like, oh yeah, we we allowed the project to get out of here. Fair. Burn everything to the ground. Burn it all. Um. Except Deadpool. Okay, Phoenix. Uh, exactly. Use Phoenix. Use Phoenix as fire. Burn it all to the ground and start from new. Um, my thing is, like, I really want Fantastic Four to have, like, a fair shot because they've just been getting pissed on for the last Did you see? Years. Did you see what uh, Chris Actually, Evans? 20 years, bro. Um, I, don't, I don't know what it was. Yeah, it's something about like Captain America and, and uh, uh, Human Torch. Human Torch type of deal. Mm-hmm. That'd be interesting. Like an adventure? I don't know. He just says he wants to do something where Captain America meets the Human Torch, which obviously he was both. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So a very, very young Chris Evans was the Human Torch. Nope, instead he'll be meeting Michael B. Jordan. <laughs> yeah, he'll be meeting Michael B. Jordan. The black guy. I don't know. Uh, there, there's there's a, kind of a lot that's going to happen here, but obviously a lot of things... I mean, if we if they t- start talking about any movies or anything, we won't start seeing word about that till probably mid-2018 anyway. So, um, so there, there's a lot to be desired and a lot to fear... In this deal, I, I don't know, with Disney being such a, a, a huge corporation that it is and buying everything, it's kind of like, they're pretty good about leaving properties on their own, but then again, there's such a monopoly that you're kind of like, why? 
At least that's how I feel. Can we just have the little mom and pop places and, and a few other big name places? Look, no, don't no, no don't have them, them change until they buy us. Fair. <laughs> <laughs> we have dreams. We have dreams. Disney, if you're listening, which you're probably not, buy us, please. We have our we have our elevator pitches ready and everything. I'm just saying. Think about a culturally appropriate, well-directed, fan-oriented Facebook series for Marvel. Think about that. And you know who spearheaded? I don't know. Some culturally appropriated fan. I like how you say that literally minutes after we talked about having a show not safe for the podcast. <laughs> I mean. Disney cannot buy that part of the company. He just bought ninety eight percent of the company. Well, when they them. when they buy the when they buy the name, they buy the content with it. That's true. I mean, here okay. Here's the thing. Again, Disney, we love you. Please buy us. Disney also owns Hustle or Hustler Magazine. Really? Yeah. Hmm. The list of, the list of things they own is very. Oh, can't say that. I just set myself up for trouble. It's an extensive list of content that they own. Some of it not safe for work at all. So, yeah. They own several networks, too. Yeah. So, yeah, they could definitely buy Not Safe for the Podcast and just put us on, like, the B-list programs. The we'll B-list programs. We could be, like... Under the radar. Yeah, it'd be, like, the Jesus Mer- like the Disney-fied version of Jesus Murrow for comic the, the books. Be- the best part about that, so I was talking to a friend yesterday um, at, this, at the Christmas party that I was at, and <laughs> he was talking about, like, how, like, when he does, like, when he gets, like, wild or like does something outrageous he's like dude i have room to do it so like i'm like right here because i have a friend who's always up here so i can do like wild stuff but i'll never get as much trouble as this guy <laughs> that's essentially we can be that exactly yeah we can let jesus murrow do the heavy stuff we'll just you know kind of do the, light. the heavy heavy lifting we'll do the light we'll, we'll pick up the sticks after they drop yeah, it you know they go to the gym they do the 50s we do 15s 15s we curl, we, we, we curl 15s they, they write 2000 word essays we write two we got two exactly um but um besides that there's quite a lot of gaming excitement going on right now a couple of nights ago was the game awards last night was the launch of uh not the launch but it was the first night of psx um, obviously, those being so close in conjunction with each other, there's some news that uh, kind of mm, lands on both sides. PSX um, is, if you don't already know, it's a PlayStation experience. It's kind of the, the last big hurrah for PlayStation at the end of the year. It's been a different format this year. While the Game Awards are taking this approach of being more fan-oriented, center-focused, gaming-connected. So, like, it was the first time it was streamed on all available platforms. It was on YouTube, it was on Facebook, it was on Twitch, it was interactive, it has deals and eBay deals, all sorts of just cool stuff, a lot of cool collaborations going on. And then they went with more of a production style. They're definitely... Shout-out to Jeff Keighley, because I remember back in the day when this dude was doing, like, Spike, like, a a show on Spike, like, the one gaming show that actually made it to, like, cable tv on spike and now he's like running the game awards this is the fourth consecutive year and he's killing it um so shout out to jeff keely for like again putting on an amazing show if you remember a couple years ago might have even been last year Hideo kojima couldn't show up because there was, yeah, it was a couple years ago Hideo kojima couldn't show up because of the nonsense going on between konami and kojima and like it was literally like a lawsuit that was like a lawsuit it was like a, a legal thing like 
Kojima legally could not appear at the Game Awards, and it was a big thing. I still kind of felt bad for Kiefer Sutherland for just like, hey, all I did, I just signed up to do a voice, and now I'm in the middle of this gaming political nonsense. I, I'm, I, I did 24. What did I do to deserve this trash? But um, long story short, the relationship between them is kind of bloomed and blossomed, and we got a trailer for Kojima's game Death Stranding. I've seen it twice. I have maybe watched about 10 breakdown videos about it. I have no clue what is going on in this trailer. I have never been more excited and yet so confused about a game in my entire life. I can't even begin to explain to you what's going on in it. So go look up Death Stranding trailer and then tweet at me at Mookie833 what you think is happening. Because I have no clue what's going on. But besides that, the Game of the Year Awards, they have a bunch of awards all year, but we just kind of want to, I'd want to focus on a couple of them. of them. Game of the Year went to Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild. Uh, if no you, surprise. No surprise. It was kind of like the game that came out and everyone was like, yeah, this is probably going to be Game of the Year. This was like back in what? When did the Switch come out? March was it March? Yeah, it was, it was March. March. It was a March release, and it was yeah. a day one game. It was a day one game, and as soon as people played the game, like, yeah, this is probably gonna win Game of the Year, and to no one's surprise. Um, what were the did. nominees? Do you remember? Nominees were um, Persona Five, Nier Automata, um, Mario, Horizon Zero Dawn, Legend of Zelda: Breath of the Wild, and surprisingly, Halo Three. Neo. <laughs> oh, super excited! The Neo got. Um, Nominated. Matter of fact, Neo got nominated five times, didn't win a single one. But it means that people recognize how great that game is. Like I felt that game didn't get a fair shot strictly because of the quality of games that came out this year. Like if Neo would have come out any other year, it might have cleaned house. That how that's how great that game is. But as great as it is, the like there's a level above that few games reach. And, like, five games came out in one year that reached that level. So, really cool. Um, best role-playing game, which is, like, this was, for me, like, a landslide victory. It was Persona 5. Um, Persona 5 might be the best JRPG of all time. Um, this is not me saying this. is, like... A lot of other people. A lot of other people. And to think about how, basically, about 150 industry insiders, influencers, game creators, game designers... They play through the list. So they actually play the games on the list all year long, and they make the decision as to what's the best. So some of the best people in the world making the best games in the world are saying Persona 5 is one of the best JRPGs, if not the best JRPGs, of all time. Like, think about how good that is. And yet, that game still couldn't beat Zelda Breath of the Wild for Game of the Year. Like, I don't know how many times I can tell you to play Breath of the Wild. The game's freaking amazing. Uh... Like, I literally, like, thought of three shows based on things that happened in that game. <laughs> Side quest is definitely one of them. But uh, long story short, it was a great game awards. They had a French performing artist, uh, Phoenix. I didn't understand anything guy said, but the show was pretty good. It was a, it was a well-put-together show. Um, but then we get into PSX last night, and first things first... CEO of Sony Interactive Worldwide, Sean Layden, might have hinted that there's a possibility that we may be in the future, someday, might be able to change our PSN names. 
Which is, if you've known anything about PlayStation for the last 10 or years. Or if you know about Mookie's Expedition and why he's not actually Mookie 833 on PSX. The greatest news <laughs> to ever come out of a PSX conference ever. Yeah, because I accidentally stole my own name and forgot about it. <laughs> Did you try to report yourself too? No, I, I, was, I thought about sending <laughs> a friend request to realize it came to himself. Yeah, I like, yeah, I sent a friend request because I was like, because I searched it. I was like, who is this? And because I searched it on the PSN, like, you know how you go on the mm-hmm. computer, and I was like, I searched Mugate 33 and it popped up. I was like, let me see who they are. Sent it. And then my phone dinged down. Like, huh? And I checked my email. You have a friend across from the real Mugate 33. Yeah, I'm like, oh no, no. So yeah, that's uh, yeah. So that's how that happened. But uh, yeah, so that's a very very exciting news. It, news that should have happened ten years ago. But uh, hey, they still be killing it. Hey, that's we're actually gonna have a, like my opinion and a, a bit of a discussion as like our topic of the show at the end of the podcast. But uh, yeah, PlayStation's killing it, and want to talk more about that. But um, in addition to that, there was <laughs> there was more Death Stranding, and. Um, Hideo Kojima like revealed that the theme of Death Stranding is about connections. If you watch that trailer, I don't know how he pulled that out of whatever he presented on television, but like, hey, if he says it's about connections, I believe him. Um, but yeah, that game, that game, that trailer, even at 1080p, is one of the most gorgeous things I have ever seen in my entire life. And then there's a 4K version coming out soon. So I'm just like, if this game ends up looking maybe a tenth of how good the trailer looks, this will be one of the greatest looking, best looking games ever, period. It's just breathtaking. Um, so, yeah, keep up the good work, Jim. I don't know how he's managing to do this with this like small company of like 12 people, but hey, he's killing it. And um, it uses the Decima engine, which is the same engine that powered Horizon Zero Dawn. Okay. Yeah, so... And that game looks good, too. Like, that game looks good. It's very diverse. Think about it. They built robot dinosaurs with individual pieces that you could knock off with a bow and an arrow. And then think how big that world is. And then throw that into the world of Metal Gear Solid. That is the potential of nonsense that could happen in Death Stranding. Robot dinosaurs with solid snake. The potential is astounding. But anyway, moving on. They also... Also, they say... It, uh, the theory was that... Which, I mean, obviously there were a lot of Easter eggs. Horizons in the same universe as... What is it? Killzone? Because there was some armor that you could obtain mm-hmm. that was, like, from Killzone. But obviously, like, Horizons in the 31st century. Like, it's way out there. So. Yeah, so, like, Killzone is already, like, in the future. Uh, I guess the theory is, like... The post-apocalyptic event that happens to the world happens during the kill zone timeline. And if you don't, if you like, so the apocalyptic event that happens happens during the kill zone timeline. And Horizon Zero Dawn is post post-apocalyptic. So there's yeah. So there's the apocalyptic event, this post-apocalyptic event, and then there's millennia after that. This is almost yeah. They're they you're like. 3100 or something. At least. At least. When I saw that, I was like, wait, what? Wait, what? Yeah, so, I mean, and, and like, actually, 
I actually wrote a, my uh, my anthropology paper over Horizon Zero Dawn. I got eighty nine point two percent. A little tick that I didn't get an eighty nine point five because that would bump me to a ninety at least. But you know what? Hey, you know we take what I we get. I remember when I found out like. Because when the trailers first came out for Horizon Zero Dawn, and they're like, yeah, this is a post-apocalyptic world. Which, by the way, that was the biggest, like, under understatement for that game ever. And then there's a moment where you go to, like, one of these hubs, and you walk in, and because uh, I'm not really going to spoil it, uh, at least that uh, part of information, if you guys are going to play the game, which I think you should. Everyone um, definitely should. You, you should play that game. But there's a moment where she, she walks up and goes... You're you're two hundred you're two thousand nine hundred and eighty years late for your meeting. I said, wait, I'm what? <laughs> like, I I thought I was born last like like five years ago. <laughs> like, what happened? But I it was well. I think that was a great story, and I really think Aloy should be considered PlayStation royalty. Oh, uh, she is. Like, it's definitely like they even talked about the impact of like Aloy as a character and how they had like. They didn't reveal his name, but they said one of the biggest CEOs on the planet has four daughters. And he loves playing video games because he's a... Um, he didn't mention what studio he worked for. It was like he loves playing video games. And his daughters loved the concept of Aloy so much, they were basically like moving all their furniture in their house and pretending to be Aloy and taking turns as being dinosaurs in the game. So like... The impact of having, like I said, I wrote about the impact of having like such a strong lead female character. But yeah. not only that, it's just like the fact that the game is, it addresses, in my, in my paper, I talk, it addresses issues of race, um, division of labor, um, gender equality, economic viability, like adaptive strategies of nomads, integration of technology and like fear of technology. Um, reverence of technology, how technology can either become a tool or a religion. So it's really just like a lot of esoteric, existential, just big name events boil down into 45 hours of just shoot a robot in the what, face. What do you mean 45 hours? I didn't want 45 hours. Well, and then like when you think about like the Frozen Wilds expansion on I top of that. I haven't played that. I, I did 80 hours before I beat yeah, I mean, it's like the game. The game in total is pushing, I think, about two hundred fifty hours. Like, if you want to complete the game one hundred percent, start to finish, get everything in the game, it's like two hundred fifty hours. But most people don't do it, so it averages anywhere from seventy five to a hundred hours, depending on what difficulty you played on. Yeah, exactly. Normal difficulty is about seventy five. I would say, if you want to get a complete playthrough on normal difficulty, probably seventy five. I'm going to play through the game, start to finish, everything included on. New Game Plus on Ultra Hard. That's the goal. Yeah, I'm ready for New Game Plus, but I need to buy Frozen Wild. Yeah. Um, actually, I may do that later today. Yeah, that's cool. But uh, as continuing with the PSX, they also talked a little bit about God of War and how what they wanted to do with the series is basically like take a step back. Um, while pushing it forward so it's more personal it's less about these huge giant monsters and more about this personal relationship with Kratos and his son um, they presented her, like Detroit um, Becoming Human which is the Android game that game looks so it much looks fun good. it looks good I, it's a natural progression of all the things they've done before so you think about games like uh, Beyond um, I can't remember the 
acronym for it. And then Heavy Rain. This is like the perfection of like 10 years of work for them. And I'm really excited. Like I usually don't like those like interactive games and they're a little bit slow for me. But yeah, I'm excited for this one. They also announced a litany of indie projects that look just pure amazing. We'd be here for at least another hour if I want to talk about all those individual games. But at the end of the show... Jack Trenton? No, my bad. It was Sean Layton. Sean Layton opened up his shirt, which has kind of like become a tradition where he wears a shirt and announces things for the future. Um, and long story short, Medieval is getting a remake in 4K and coming to the PS4 in 2018. Which Wait, is which one? Medieval. Okay. Um, so, Sir Dan, if you don't know about... It's a, it's a PlayStation classic. It's another one of those like Sony royalty characters. Um... So just so those day one and they already announced so many exciting things, but there's two more days left. So keep it posted to the Facebook page. Keep it posted to the Twitter. Um, to we'll be posting about stuff throughout the weekend. So if you're interested in that, Facebook.com backslash even more about nothing or Facebook.com backslash. You know what I just course. realized I didn't talk about what. I know like we're not done, people. Like, I mean, there's more to come. Yeah, like we're literally talking right. about nothing, but. Is, I just thought we just got the greatest news this week that we could have ever gotten. It has nothing to do with games. Well, it might indirectly. Vine two might be making a return, huh? No, it's confirmed. Twenty eighteen. Like the creator of Vine said, Vine two is going to be a thing. It actually is a thing. But. How are they going to make money? That's what happened to them last time. They couldn't make no money. Well, they're, a lot of those people are already too big for Vine now. Exactly. Like, th- that. think of it like a resurgence of Vine. So the same thing that happened with Vine, I could foresee happening with Vine, too, with different people. Yeah. Not necessarily. But how, my question is, how is Vine, the company, going to make money this time? That is a good question. Right now, he was, he was working on it as a side project because he does have other stuff that his company is working on. So how they're gonna make money? That is a good question. I don't know. I just know we're gonna they, be fine. They, they must, we're gonna be fine. <laughs> there must be a way for them to make money. Otherwise, they wouldn't announce something like because they've already they've already gone bankrupt. They they already said they were closing it. They went well. The whole thing bankrupt like, or whatever. They, Twitter bought them for a stupid amount of money and then closed them two days later because they were they were struggling when Twitter bought them and then Twitter bought them and then just nothing happened. Well, he walked away happy. But there must be some sort of way. Otherwise, I don't think he'd make this announcement. Yeah, and like, I don't know, with, with Snapchat, can Vine 2 compete with Snapchat? I think, yes, it can. Mostly, but I think one of the bigger the bigger pushes is the nostalgia factor of Vine. Because like, if you go on Twitter, people are upset Vine is no longer a thing. True. And they're actually creating their own, like, six-second videos on Twitter and posting it as threads. So I think that is a main driver. Uh, So with the nostalgia factor and because a lot of the Vine stars have moved on to bigger and better things. um, It does leave a huge gap. It does leave a big vacuum. It doesn't mean that those big people won't come back. You won't come back. Hopefully some of them won't. We're not, like, if any of you are Team Tenors, sorry, they got to (laughs) go. They're not allowed on Vine, too. Jake Paul can never return to Vine. Go. Oh, never mind. I was was on Twitter a lot, per (laughs) usual. (laughs) Norm Kelly. 
if you if Norm you, Kelly if is you the greatest you politician of all time. If you don't follow Norm Kelly on Twitter, six you need to. Um, yes, Norm uh, he, he, he tweeted. He, he, he tweeted King Jong Un's a Jake Pollard. Oh, listen, <laughs> I died when I saw that tweet. Oh my goodness! But no, so there is a bit of uh, a vacuum left by those that have now become too big for by Vine. Yeah, and the thing a is, lot like, of them are like doing, you know? and the reason like they may come back, but it won't work, is because they are the ones that caused Vine to shut down. They were wanting more money than what Vine was willing to give them. So they're like, all right, we don't need this. So them coming back might even be detrimental for some. Yeah, and I think it's good. Like, I think Facebook has become like a catch-all for all these things. So you think about like people like King Vader, who's kind of just blown up on Facebook, but like has been doing YouTube videos for a while. Um, so I think... I found him via Instagram first, personally. I, see, I saw him on Facebook and then like saw his other stuff. And again, so like... Without Vine, there isn't that dedicated video, sketch, skit, quick, quip thing to do that. Um, so I think you're right. Um, and again, Facebook is just, the world exists through Facebook at this point. Like, if you don't have a Facebook, like, good for you. Like, yeah, you're an independent person. Like, you're an independent woman and you do whatever you want. But, like, Facebook really is, like, how the rest of the world is going to connect to the internet forever, period. So get used to it being around. Like, I see things like there's the mini shows that are on there and then there's live shows like mm-hmm. ESPN and like the Olympics are going to be a huge thing on Facebook. And then now like video game streaming is becoming a thing on Facebook. So like, I think you're right. I think it'll be, I think it'd be fun. I just want to see you on your journey becoming Vine Famous. We're all eating when that happens. We're all eating We're when all that eating. happens. You don't have to be homeless. You just have to be homeless in the videos. <laughs> <laughs> oh, homeless mood. <laughs> Oh, man. No, uh, that'd be a lot of fun. Just like I think there's a lot of interesting social media on the horizon. I think a lot of people are trying to create the next big platform. I don't know if there can be any more huge platforms. But then again, like people said Facebook was a fad and now it might be. I thought Musical.ly was going to die. Still not dead. I don't know how. It still exists. I don't know how. I really don't get it. Like, mm-hmm. I thought Musical.ly was like a thing that would happen and like, yeah, 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 yeah six yeah, months later. Is like, no, Musical.ly is somehow. And some people, still people are getting famous from Musical.ly. Like, I don't get it. How do you get famous from like lip syncing songs? <laughs> <laughs> this tells you there's something for everyone there in the world. Like, my thing is the phenomenon known as Cash Me Outside Girl, Danielle Bregoli is now, I don't know if you know this, she's slated to have three television shows next year. Three. Not like internet shows. Mm-hmm. I'm talking cable television shows next year. Why? Three of them. Why? Well, there's... That's three too many. That Everything. So one of them is like through VH1, and it's going to like... It's like a following her. Show. It's a reality. They're all reality shows. One's a reality show about her trying to become a rapper because she put out like a mixtape or album, and like I have to admit, one of them. One was of them was not terrible. It was, it was not terrible. I can't. It was, it was, I can't. My my body wouldn't allow me to say it was a good song, but it wasn't terrible. I can't <laughs> say that on the podcast. I get killed. I'll say it off podcast, so no one can hear me say the commit sacrilege right now. But. um... There's another one that's a reality show about her and her mom, 
And I don't know what the third one is. I think she's supposed to be like a host on something. But I'm just waiting for Charlemagne to skewer her. Yeah, like listen, he did listen, Charlemagne not worried about her right now. He's worried about <laughs> Chanel Westco. <laughs> Chanel Westco's out here getting grilled. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know what possessed her to think she could just go at Charlemagne like on the oh, show. No, you clap at Charlemagne. Charlemagne claps back even harder. Has he said anything since that Chanel? She, that she, that no, yeah, he he went on the Breakfast Club and she didn't caught she didn't caught two donkey of, <laughs> donkey of the days in like consecutive weeks. Like there was one where she was a. Uh, she was going to this nightclub and she and was. She freaked out. Yeah, no, she, like she'd go to this nightclub and then the security was like, "You're not on the list." And she goes, "I'm Chanel West Coast." It was like, "I don't care who you are, you're not on the list." <laughs> and she tried to boss up, and it was like, "You can keep walking, ma'am." And Charlamagne killed her for that one. And then she did another thing where she like was like on national TV talking like to other producers, and he killed her for that one too. Oh man, it's. Charlemagne is a superhero. Charlemagne is a national treasure and must be preserved. Not not all heroes wear capes. No, sometimes wear capes. they're balding. Yes, middle aged. <laughs> oh man, it's just it's just so good. Anyway, long story. Continue. Um, no, but yeah. So I'm super excited about Vine coming back. A lot of people are really excited about Vine coming back. Um, we need to start thinking of the material. Yeah. So and. One of the interesting thing is, like, a lot of people, wait, never mind, we're not going to discuss strategy on the podcast. Y'all thought you were slick. <laughs> Get me talking about Vine, and then we'll talk about what we're going to produce for that. Nope. But, um, yeah, like we said, there's, like, a bit of a vacuum now because a lot of people move to from that to YouTube or just, like, doing Instagram. YouTube yeah. people are doing Facebook shows and stuff. Yeah. And um, so... Uh, like it'll still be cool for like them to come back and people be like, oh yeah, I remember like back on regular Vine. Now they're just like this huge star and they're just here. Yeah, and a lot but, of them. I think so. A lot of them were comedians, and then they moved to YouTube, and now a bunch of them. And of them actually, are on the Laugh Out Loud network with Kevin Hart. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, or not quite all of them because I said, I said a select few. Oh, okay, okay. Um, and even what I think makes it even more interesting this dynamic is how YouTube is skewering all the creators in terms of, like, pay. That means they're going out to other places. And with Vine 2 coming back, like, this is almost perfect. Yeah, I mean, YouTube, I don't know why YouTube... And again, I don't understand how, like, YouTube is killing the thing that made them famous in the first place. Like, YouTube didn't get famous because of, like, big-name TV stars and movie stars. YouTube got big because of independent content creators making content on almost a daily basis. So, like, YouTube kind of, like, taking money away from them to create more attractive invitations for, like, people who are already big-name stars. First of all, YouTube can never offer them enough money. Like, think about it. YouTube wants to, like, this is a concept. YouTube wants to offer... I say Elijah Wood money to do a YouTube specific show. He is Frodo Baggins. He doesn't need your money. But you want to take away money from I'm gonna get upset. But you want to take away money from Casey Neistat and Phil Franco and all these other guys who've been making content specifically for YouTube who understand the platform to get the Bilbo Baggins? Frodo, my bad. Hobbit feet? Come on now, YouTube. Y'all slacking. So I think you're right. Vine 2 has a has an opportunity to kind of just like 
Oh, you 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 messing up over here? Come over to the light side. It's kind of like uh, when when you and your girl get into an argument and homie on the side's been plotting for a hot minute and he sees that you're not treating her right. Yep, this is exactly what's happening. I don't know what you're talking about. I've been single for eight months, so. We just can't say that on the bus. <laughs> leave that alone. We're not throwing anyone under the bus today. Okay. Uh, but yeah, I just, that wasn't a part of the plan, but I, I just thought of that. And it was interesting, so. Yeah, anyway. Moving on. So, uh, I think at this point, which we've, we've already kind of covered, uh, so just to kind of recap, guys, we kind of combined our game awards along with the PSX. Just kind of get the gaming all in, into one section. So, um, really the big discussion, we're probably going to wrap up things here, is PlayStation. Is it the definitive console of the generation? Has it declared its dominance? And how much longer do you think it will last? For me, yes. It is. It is. I think it is. I think the Switch kind of put a wrinkle in that. Like, it would be like a concrete case, but like the ability, like, I pl- I'm playing Skyrim on Switch. It's not the most beautiful thing. It runs fine, but the ability to be able to play a Skyrim on the go is just pure joy. But what I'm saying, I'm presenting this because, specifically because of the PSX panel. It was essentially like a review of 2017 and then like a forecast of 2018. Yeah. If you look at the number of games that are only available on PS4, it's astounding. This year alone, there have been 47 games, both American-produced and Japanese-produced combined. Some of them you can't play in the States because they're Japanese only. But so, I, as we know, like as PlayStation fans have come to expect, those games will somehow eventually trickle out and find yeah. their way to the United States. There's a combination of 47 games that are available only on PlayStation. PlayStation. How many does Xbox have, you said? Five. Whoa. <laughs> Five that you can only play on Xbox. And then the list should be... How many have those been within, like, the past two or three years? Two, if, if you bring it up to the last two or three years, the list grows to, like... The list grows exponentially, mm-hmm. but then the list grows up to oh, this, the, this year. year. Oh, um, and the thing about a lot of those games aren't even really available. They're, like, in early access. So, like, three out of the five are early access games. So, they're not even out yet. And then, technically, the list should be, like, maybe 15 to 20. But, like, if we're talking they're only available on Xbox, technically, some of these games... Well, technically, every place... Every Xbox exclusive is also available on PC. So, the technical number is zero. But if you don't already have a PC and you only want to play... You can only play these games on a console, there's, like, five. Compared to 47. Why do you buy a console? To play games. Now, we're not talking about, like... For me, I think the infrastructure of Xbox One is a little bit better. I think it promotes community a little bit better. Because Xbox got big with Halo. Like, Halo is big because of Xbox. Xbox is big because of Halo. So I think the crowd of people who gravitate more towards Xbox have a, have a more engaged and connected and, and interactive feel to how they play their games as opposed to, X, to PlayStation because PlayStation is 
literally across the board. They have their competitive games. They have their uh, multiplayer games. They have their um, indie games. But their main focus is big, curated, single-player stories. That's where their main focus is. Next year alone, God of War, um, Detroit Becoming Human, um, shoot, I'm blanking. They talked about like, they announced at least 12 games that were single player focused. 12. Xbox has not announced a single one. Uh, that's a problem. Sea of Thieves is potentially coming out next year, and that's more of like an open world, open existing, like, oh yeah, you could jump in and you play this pirate and you can jump on with your friends, but that's not a that's not a curated single player single story. player story. And then people want to like bring up the arguments of like the Xbox performs better because the Xbox One is, is a more powerful console. Yes, the Xbox One is a more powerful console. If you have no games to play, none of that really matters. None of that matters. You can, your, your, your Xbox can play powerful DVDs. Here's my thing. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you have really nice looking DVDs. And like I have, when I bought my PC, it was mid-range. It's still, well, I guess it was, it was the low end of the high-range PCs, and it still does pretty well. Like, I'm playing Assassin's Creed Origins. Or, yeah, Assassin's Creed Origins on one step below the highest graphical quality on my PC. It blows the Xbox One out of the water. It blows my PlayStation 4 out of the water. So that, for me, that argument is invalid. And the fact that both systems can do 4K, yes, it may look a little smoother on the Xbox One, but 4K is 4K at one point, right? Like my boy has a, I'm not gonna mention his name on it, but he has a he has a PS4 Pro and he has the Sony 4K HD what HDR whatever TV, stunning. So if they both look essentially the same. I'm going to go with the system that has more games. But not only does the Xbox have more, like that, the PlayStation have more games, the kinds of games that are coming out. Ghost of Tsushima, that's what I've been thinking about. Ghost of Tsushima is coming out. It's essentially, it's based on real world history, being made exclusively for the PlayStation 4. You can't play it anywhere else. It's one of those games that's like, a lot of people would say it's kind of like Musha, but also like might be a combination of Tenshu. Again, they also announced there was a teaser by the guys who made Bloodborne. It could be another Bloodborne. It could be another Dark Souls. It could be Tension. Who really knows? The kinds of games you could play are so varied. And I'm just like, coming from a guy who was like, I had the Nintendo systems as a kid. Uh-huh. And then you guys had the GameCubes and stuff. No. Yeah, GameCube. You guys had, had GameCube. You had Nintendo. I had, had the PS2. At one point. Yeah, I had the PS2. And then our other buddy had the Xbox. So, like, growing up in, like, the neighborhood, we kind of all just played all the systems, but I was the PS2 guy. You guys were PlayStation guys as well. Then I went to Xbox 360, and I loved my time on the 360. Which I we kept the PlayStation 2 at that point. Yeah, you, you guys, I just gave we You realize we ended up with three. Three PS2s in the South. Yeah, I remember. We had two down here, we, one upstairs. We had, because we, we had one. You had one. You made the switch to Xbox, and eventually Manny... Gave up his, yeah, and brought it here. So we we had like, we had like three PlayStations, two, yeah. So we loved our time on the PlayStation. Two. Yeah, no, I I love my play. Like some of my favorite games ever are still on that system. I want that Jet Li game to be remade, remastered for PS4. Anyone remember that game? Vaguely. Yeah, it was Vaguely. a lot of fun. And long story short, you can experience more games at essentially the same quality as everyone else. 
on PlayStation for and have just more varied experiences. And I think that's what gaming for me, that's what gaming really is all about. I mean, a lot of people saying, oh well, Xbox has games like Player Player Unknown Battlegrounds coming. Yes, it does. Coming, but is it here? It's coming. It's coming. But Don't get me wrong. Here? It's not gonna be anything like the PC. Cause they're like, oh yeah, it's gonna run at 60 frames per second on the Xbox One X. Three days later, yeah, it's not gonna run at 60 frames per second on the Xbox One X. There's games like there's games that are popular on PC for a reason, and like it's just again, I'm not trying to bash the Xbox. I have an Xbox One in, in my house. Like it, it, it sits there 99% of the time. Uh, when my brother plays Madden on it, when he's like not doing whatever he's doing, but. I have an Xbox One X. I was the first next-gen console I bought. But when talking about games, Crackdown 3 was supposed to come out like four years ago. It's been pushed back every year for the last four years. They canceled Shadow... Uh, my bad. Anyway, Scalebound. Yeah, they canceled Scalebound. Once, like, a fully-fledged Pokemon game comes out on the Switch... And all these other games come out on PlayStation? Like, what reason do I have to play on Maxbox? So for those who don't agree with me, tweet at me, at Mookie833. Leave comments in the comments section. Let us know why you think Xbox is still a viable console. Because I'm starting to lose hope that Xbox can return to the ones, the place where it once was. Because all someone has to do is continue doing what they're doing. To, like, to dominate this generation, which they're already doing, but then to continue to dominate in the next generation, all they have to do is continue to thread. Put out a powerful system, put out a bunch of games. But that's just my opinion. Uh, if you like this kind of discussion-based topic, let us know in the comment section. We're thinking about ways to improve the podcast and uh, make new content for you guys. So just let us know what you like. Let us know what you want to see. Uh, you guys got anything else for the show today? Um, yeah, I just want to leave our followers with an interesting question. Go ahead, sound off in the comments below, because we always tell you guys never say anything. That kind of hurts our feelings sometimes, but uh, we get over it because we, we roast you anyways. I'm just kidding. No, we don't. We roast each other. Um, I was on Twitter. Shocking, right? And there was a poll that a friend of ours tagged me in. Um, essentially, it was a, a one gotta go situation. Okay. So, and I think it was between Mario Kart, Smash Brothers, uh-huh. and this is sixty-four, by the way. GoldenEye, and then what was the fourth one? I think it was just those three. So, Smash, Kart, Golden, yeah. One gotta go. Can we add Conker's Bad for a day to the mix? I don't know how many people played that. That was the first rated M game I had ever played before in my life. And it was glorious. It was quite an experience. Yeah, I'm not sure how many people have played that, so they may pick that. Oh, um, Ocarina of Time is usually either that or Majora's Mask. I think more people would, uh... I struggle with Ocarina of Time. Majora's Mask is the classic, but I think the general zeitgeist surrounds more Ocarina of Time. All right, we'll do Ocarina of Time as well. So let us know in the comments below which one gotta go. Uh, as much as it hurts me to say, Goldman, I gotta go. 
Well, I, I, okay, you can answer now. I was, I was gonna, we we're gonna sign off after that, but you know that Mookie stays. Mookie stays messing up the rotation. I stay doing whatever I this want. is why he is permanently relegated to intern. Struggle bars. And with that, we just want to thank you guys for tuning in to another week of even more about nothing. Make sure you're following us on all our social media pages. Uh, obviously on Facebook, facebook.com backslash even more about nothing. Like Mookie said earlier, uh, we are on Twitter, E-Man Podcast 1, Instagram, E-Man Podcast, and our infamous Snapchat, E-Man P1. Like we talk about it all this time. We should actually use it. Probably. Eventually. Eventually. We'll get to it. I just want to log on there one time. And just see that we have like 300 people <laughs> following our Snapchat. And then we're like, I and, guess we gotta use it. And no one is posting anything. No, we probably will be posting on it. Uh, Star Wars is this coming week. We'll be Snapchatting. Bet on it. Yeah, uh, follow my personal Snapchat at Mookie883. Don't ask me what happened, it just happened. <laughs> don't listen. Don't. He, he has problems with his own S- handle. Stop it. Stop it. Just don't. Uh, I'm going to be going on vacation for like eight weeks. Mm-hmm. Uh, so where in the world is Mookie? It's follow me on Snapchat and find out. Yeah, so Mookie will not be with us for several weeks. It's not that we kicked him out or refired him. <laughs> He's just on a well-deserved vacation. So. I don't know about well-deserved, but just definitely like I'm not coming. No, it's well-deserved. Anyone that makes through college is well-deserved. Facts. Yes. Um, I, I think this might that. be a good time to kind of prep people for the end of the year. Just let them know that, hey. We got one more episode before we hit the end of the year. So um, there will be more news to come out about some stuff starting early 2018. So be on the lookout. But be warned right now, this next week will be the last episode for the year. So um, that way we can spend time with our family. We can get some other stuff done. And we want to be able to rejuvenate ourselves um, so we can bring that heat for you guys uh not really that i mean you can't really create heat from nothing but you know we'll manage to some good size but anyways but guys be warned so just know prep next week will be the last episode we've got hopefully we'll, we'll kind of uh, give you more information as to what the end of the year will look like leading into the beginning of 2018 so go are we good we're good All right, I think this is a good spot to sign out. Hey, guys, enjoy your weeks. Um, Have a great one, and we will see you guys next week for the last episode of the year.